Inspiration now in session. Inspire God's people. You are going to stop saying what you want to do. You do what you said. When you opened that Bible, you knew what you read. You felt the deep in your soul. The promise did not expire. Be inspired. Stop saying what you gonna do till you do what you said. When you opened that Bible, you knew what you read. What's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will, and I would like to welcome you to Inspire God's People, the podcast where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. It's a beautiful day, man. Michigan getting hot, like hot as ever. That's the thing about Michigan, too. Like, we don't, we don't like slowly progress into nothing. We just go from summer to winter. Winter to summer, fall to spring, fall to winter, all them things. We go everywhere. Um, how y'all feeling today, man? Everybody good? I'm good. I'm good. The new job. I'm like, you know how when you new, like super new, and you just don't know anything? Every week now, every day, I'm getting better, you know? So that's cool. And I'm, again, y'all know, man, I'm learning a new um, in a new area I never worked in. I said that, I say that every week, I'm gonna stop saying it, but it's just a pro process and I'm making progress. Today's show is going to be cool. Um, I got, um, Isaac Holt, the director of innovation from God behind bars coming on today's show. He's going to share a little bit about himself and he's also going to talk about, uh, God behind bars, the ministry, the organization, uh, talk a little bit about the founder and CEO. I think y'all really going to enjoy um, this conversation. Um, before we jump into that, man, what's going on in the world? Um, you know what? I'm probably going to do something that I don't typically do, which is like, you know, I, I try to stay away from current events and politics and things like that for the most part. Just only it's just so decisive. I mean, decisive, divisive. And, you know, the goal of this show is to be united by faith and to um, really bring the people of God together. Right. But I'm just I'm just sharing this before we jump in today's um, show, because I'm not going to talk about it today because I want today to be about God behind bars and that interview. And y'all going to enjoy it. I'm just letting you know it's coming. Uh, we're going to talk about like things, obviously, that's been going on with the school shootings and gun control and all of that. And. Y'all know my approach is Bible, right? I, I don't really, I understand the power of media marketing and how the, you know, the airwaves are controlled with political agendas. It, man, we live in a cold, cold world. It's, it's really tricky and it's almost unbelievable to some people, which is why a lot of times people just blindly follow whatever the popular trends or sayings are. And I would like to dig into it in a deeper way, in a different way. Uh, not to argue, not even to debate, but really to make a case um, for a biblical point of view about how do we critically think through these things without being extremists. And I think sometimes we just want to jump to conclusions like, hey, this is wrong. So we should do this and just jump to the conclusion. We're going to take a step back. So I'm, I might do that next week. I might wait for this stuff to pass by and then do it. I'm not sure yet, but just know that that's coming. Also, Hey, I did my first live, my my YouTube uh, live last week. So we are definitely going to start getting into video interviews. I was telling Isaac um, before we were on the line and, and recording 
Like, I just, I want to do a few shows before I just jump into my guests with, with video, like with Lavelle, with Toya, some of the co-hosts, um, and just let it develop, you know, let, let, let the process begin and grow and we'll make tweaks and, and, and I'm sure things that change from the first episode, just like from the first episode of this podcast. So everybody out there who is a new listener, I always encourage, first of all, thank you, but I always encourage everyone to go and start at episode one. Um, and check it out. Like, uh, what we do here in Inspire Guys People, it's about self-development. It's about guiding you to your purpose. And, you know, there's a lot of foundation that was laid in the earlier episodes so that we could talk freely now. Um, and especially when I get into something that, again, such a divisive topic, um, it doesn't have to be just because of how the world operates today. Division is everything. That's how people, uh, really create movements through division. You know, I stay away from some of those topics, but if you rock with us in, in the earlier foundational episodes, you'll kind of know that we always coming from a biblical point of view. But anyway, man, um, subscribe to Inspire Guys People on YouTube. The links are in the description of today's show. I advise everybody like, look, read through the description of the show. Typically a short description with a lot of links, links to my music, links to the guest Instagram and their YouTube and uh, inspire guys, people, YouTube, but subscribe, share our YouTube with somebody and we're going to see if it grow. You know what I mean? Again, it's a process right now. I think I got 135 subscribers. Thank you, mama, grandma, uh, my, my, all my family, my brothers and sisters, mother-in-law, father-in-law. I know that's who the, the 135 people, probably just my family. Um, cause you won't do it. You know, look, let me, let me convict the people, uh, you know, let, let me let me make you feel bad if you won't subscribe to our YouTube. No, I'm just joking. Check out the YouTube. It's going to be um, some content coming um, that hopefully helps you. We're going to get into some Bible studies throughout the week and, and different things like that. I think I've talked enough in this intro. So, uh, y'all know what's happening. Let me interview you. Here's what we going to do. You going to talk to me and I'm going to talk to you. Maybe on the phone or possibly in person. Either way it goes, we going to be talking purpose. All right, God's people. Hopefully y'all feeling good out there today, man. I'm feeling great. Got somebody great on the line. Everybody that comes on this show is great. You know, I never had an interview that wasn't great and a person that wasn't special. But today we have the director of innovation for the Pando app, Guy Behind Bars, Mr. Isaac Holtz. How are you doing today? Well, good. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Isaac, man, I'm so excited to talk to you today. I've been following Guy Behind Bars on Instagram probably maybe a year now. Um maybe a year or so now and been kind of like just eyeing all of the great things you guys do and what you stand for. And I'm like, I got to get them on the podcast. So I'm excited (laughs) to talk to you, learn a bit about you and then also learn a little bit about God behind bars. So, you know, with that said, if we can maybe just jump in, if you could share with the people just a little bit about yourself and, you know, what is a director of innovation? That sounds exciting. (laughs) I know. I love that title. I'm so glad (laughs) somebody else picked it for me because I would never have thought about that. But yeah, I, uh, I basically get to push the boundaries of what's possible in prison. That's my job. Every single day, I think about how can I do something that's never been done inside of a prison, which, you know, sometimes it's super easy for most people to do what we do. But honestly, like even just the video we get, the social media that we get to show, like those things are not easy. (laughs) It takes months of work to make that possible. Um, So every single day I, I get to work on how can I 
create technology, create stories that really impact people. Um, but I grew up in Colorado as a pastor's kid. Um, I played baseball at the University of Nebraska at Omaha. Um, and then, yeah, so a little bit of baseball in me. I was, I'm five foot six and I played third base. So wow. I don't know how that worked. I don't know how that worked. <laughs> hey, anything <laughs> um, is possible. That's what it is. I'm sure you're a hard working, <laughs> motivated person. Amen. Yeah, no, I, I was. Um, and then moved to Vegas for two years and became a marketing director of a church there. Um, and it was about a 40,000 member church there. And just randomly, honestly, by God's favor, I, I was a marketing director there, was there for two years. And that's where I met God Behind Bars. Our innovation, our, their, um, their offices are in Las Vegas. And I met, met the CEO and he said, Hey, would you help us with marketing stuff and to create this app inside of prisons? Um, he's like, I just need help figuring this out. So about three years ago, I just started with God behind bars to figure out marketing. How do we tell our story? Um, how do we grow our social media, but also how do we just tell the story of what God's doing behind bars? And then how do we build an app inside of prison? So that's how I got here. (laughs) (laughs) And the title is fitting like director of innovation. That's definitely some pretty innovative stuff. You know what I'm curious about, Isaac, is so obviously, you know, pastor's kid, go get another uh, um, kind of start your career and marketing at a church. Like, what was your perception of what God behind bars was about or even like the idea of prison ministry prior to coming yeah. to God behind <laughs> bars versus now? I would imagine there has yeah. to be some change, right? Some new perspective. Yeah, no, that's so funny because I tell everyone that I don't know how I got involved with prison ministry. Like I never thought about it, never really like, honestly, like so many people have so many stories of having, you know, some connection to prison. And I honestly don't, Yeah. but I started going into prisons to start film. I remember the very first prison I was in. It was a maximum security prison in Colorado. We were doing a big event and I'm there with a camera shaking. Like I'm like, I'm so scared. Like these guys are, again, I'm five, six, 150. And these guys are freaking six foot, uh, (laughs) 250. Like, and they're working out every day. So I'm like, (laughs) Hey, I need to get a, I I remember saying like, Hey, I need to get a story of an inmate. And they're like, Oh yeah. And they call this guy over who's six, five, two fifty. And they say, Hey, go, go film. And they, they throw me in a room alone with him and I start. Yeah, completely alone. And they're like, they were just so trusting of this guy. (laughs) And no, I like look around. I'm like, no cameras, nothing. I'm in this gym filming this guy. And he told me his story about he killed six people (laughs) and burned a, a, uh, bar down. And I, but then he, yeah, so he was a life sentence, double life. He got, I mean, he was, he's in prison for life. And, um, but then he talked about how he met Jesus inside of his jail cell. And now that guy has started CrossFit gyms. He started a CrossFit gym in Colorado. He, um, he and what he does is he uses CrossFit to share the gospel and bring different gangs, different um, races together 
um, because it's an activity that they can do together. And he's sharing the gospel, reaching so many men for Christ. Um, he actually got so big that um, other CrossFit gyms would compete against the prison. Um, wow. So anyway, it, so it was just this powerful moment of, and it's just moment like that after moment like that, because I get to talk with these guys. And I get to ask them questions and interview them. And um, they have just, there's so many guys who have um, come to know Jesus. And it has really like, it has just, it is honestly the greatest job that I've ever had in my life. Wow. And I can't, and um, I just fell in love with getting to see guys that truly have nothing um, and no reason to want to know Jesus, but, but are yeah. so, they're so captivated and motivated to know Christ because it's their one hope. And they, and it's just, it's just the most, it's so powerful. And I, it's so hard to explain what God is doing inside of prisons. And that's why we try to capture it as best we can. But these guys know scripture, they know, um, they're just on fire for the Lord. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's. It's funny, like, uh, first of all, like the visual of you in this gym with this guy, and I'm just going to give him a nickname, Bruiser. Uh, they got you yeah. here with Bruiser. and uh, But isn't it amazing, though, right, how you can go from, like, seeing someone and thinking something and even hearing some bad things about them, right, and then seeing how God, like, literally saved them. Like, yeah. that's – that is just an amazing dynamic when you think about it. Cause I would imagine, right? Like these are, like you said, these are people that like Jesus is literally their one hope. Like you're yeah. behind bars. So, um, that's, yeah. that's really deep. That's, that's super yeah. heavy and deep. And I would imagine you probably have hundreds of stories like that. That's just kind of the first one. So for yeah. you through that process, right? Like was your, like, is your, friends, family, were they nervous when you took this job? Um, I think they were, I mean, I, I think coming from a ministry family, like they were very supportive and said, go for it and do it. And so I've kind of just, I've kind of just gone for it. I'm somebody who just goes for things. Like I moved to Vegas kind of out of nowhere. I moved, I'm here in Atlanta now out of nowhere. Um, and I just, am so passionate about um i think for me showing what's so cool about this ministry and i think this is something i also i wanted to say is like honestly a lot of the prisons i go to are maximum security prisons like most of these guys are in prison for life for 20 years and they are so on fire for the lord it's one of it feels like sometimes one of it feels more safe than sometimes outside of prison, like in a, in a spot in Atlanta that I probably shouldn't be in. Like prison feels way more safe because these guys, like they want to be there and they honestly keep each other in line because they know if someone acts out or someone does something like it's not going to be good, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're going to lose their programming. They're going to lose things. And, um, so it's really, it's a really honestly, like it's probably one of the most encouraging places I've ever been. I, I would rather go to a prison church service than than a regular church service if i'm being completely honest <laughs> i love that i love it. now when you say that can you unpack that just a little bit like like i'm sure it's, it's a build on what you just said like their passion and yeah you know their their dedication but like what is it about it in that experience that 
that, you know, maybe some, some people who've never experienced that maybe can't even imagine how that's the case, but why is yeah. that? Yeah. I mean, these guys are, I mean, I was just inside of prison in Miami and they were jumping. They were singing um, a Maverick city song called, I thank God. And it says the devil lost another one. I am free. And they, started a chain a dancing chain and they're dancing singing that song like the devil lost another one i am free the devil lost another one i am free and they're all jumping all of them i've got i've got all different races all different backgrounds um jumping up and down singing the devil lost another one and then a guy gets up and preaches the gospel and they're jumping and they're screaming and they're praising the lord and they're and then when they say hey let's pray for they pray for you guys like the listeners pray for you. Like they even pray for our people who follow us on social media. They say, we pray, we are praying for you because we know that you guys are out there sharing the gospel. So we're praying for you. And it's so powerful because they're so passionate. Like another place, this is a, uh, we were, um, in a prison in Hardy. It's Hardy Correctional Institute in, um, near Tampa. Um, it's the prison that we've been in the longest. We've been there for about eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, it got, so we helped start like a seminary program and a lot of different things And the state of Florida. These guys are getting their seminary degrees. And then the state of Florida is now sending these new graduates from seminary to different prisons to preach the gospel because of the peace that is it, that has created in that prison. It's a maximum security wow. prison. So most of these guys are life sentence. They barely have any fights. It used to be one of the worst prisons. Now it's one of the best prisons in the state. And now they're sending, they're, they're using it as a mission. Like the state of Florida is using it as a mission field to send people to other prisons so that they can start the same kinds of programs and, and, and mentor people and share the gospel. Like they're using the gospel. Wow. Like it's just wild. <laughs> you know, what's crazy about that. Like it makes me feel like you can take God anywhere. And, and like so many times in the world today, right. We're trying to have less God take God out of everything yeah. because we yes. want to be so politically correct, but there right. is so much power. Um, and, and when you need it most, like what, what I really like about God behind bars is, you know, Christianity and following Christ, uh, a lot of it in our reality is about, you know, I think about Paul on Damascus Road. It's it's really about finding Jesus, not that you want to be at rock bottom, right? Yeah. But it's the availability in the reality of Jesus when you are at rock bottom. So when you talk about yeah. these prisons and the sincerity, like it's not a gimmick. They don't just want a car. They don't just, you know, want money or something like that. It's like, it's yeah. so much deeper. And that's what I hear when I hear that, but just the power and totally. the fact of like taking Jesus somewhere. And I think sometimes we don't realize it in our freedom of like, yeah. Hey, taking God to a prison can bring peace to a prison. Yeah. That is like, that's, that's to me, like, that's just like almost unreal. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what could it do for, what could it do for other communities? You know, like, I think that's such a great, Example, if you think of the darkest place in the earth, honestly, not on the earth, yeah, yeah, <laughs> darkest place is, is honestly a prison. I mean, yeah. you've got all types of stuff happening there. Like, I really do believe like there's darkness, such darkness in prisons. I've been to prisons that have, you know, we're just starting out and I'm like, this is deep 
darkness, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and we're just bringing the light and it's a fight and it's hard. And like, but to see that what God does is he just starts breaking through and he starts softening hearts. And I just, I mean, just for the listeners to think about this, like I was just talking to a guy um, who's one of those same guys who was sent to another prison. He, he graduated seminary. There are times where there's a threat. There's also a threat of death for these guys. Yeah. And they, I mean, there are stabbings. There are, you know, things are happening inside of prisons that you don't hear about every day. Like there's killings, guys die. Like it is real life for them. So it has to be real. It is easier for an inmate to just continue to do drugs, continue to stay in your gang, but to step out and to live with Christ and to live for Christ, that takes you having to get out of your gang. It takes the threat of death. Like it is real decisions here, especially for life sentence guys. Like, Honestly, think about it. If you're there for your entire life, would it, wouldn't it be easier to just do your thing, live your same lifestyle? But these guys are stepping out and they're saying, I'm going to follow Christ. I'm going to join a different community, it, even in the threat of death. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's powerful. Even to your point, right? It would be easier even just to be like a closet Christian and just like, all right, I'm going to give my life to Christ, but I'm not going to go around like going to these events. And like, you know, right. you gave the visual of like, you got these inmates in a worship service, you know, with different races and stuff. And, you know, I, we've had other, we've had folks on the show who've done, you know, 25 years in prison who, who, right. you know, been to jail and, and, you know, people give those stories and like, you, you know, how dangerous it is and how, mm-hmm. you know, so much stuff is about, you know, Hey, the white gang over here, the black gang, the bloods, the crit, yep. whatever, how it's, it seems like in prison, it's like, so many different ways to slice that pie to to yeah. picture the interracial aspect of worship. That seems, and I don't know if you would add anything on that. That seems like that would be powerful to experience live in a, in a place like that. When so many times, even in just like in the free world, that's not even the case. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, I mean, I think even if you just, if anyone wants to go to our social media, just like looking at it, and I, I don't think most people see this, but I see it when I get to post stuff and our team gets to make stuff. But you see all colors, all races in the same place worshiping Christ. That's a miracle. That like is. that is a true miracle that you get to see and you get to um, – it's something that I see that's a miracle. And I know most people, they don't understand it like truly – when you hear these guys, and I honestly don't truly understand it either. I'm not on the grounds 24 hours a day. Like I don't, I don't live there, but they, they live there and they tell me so much of, you know, you know, here's the classes, here's the different gangs, here's the different races that you need to hang out with. And, and for them, the church, the, the church inside of prison. And I think this plays out to the larger church too, being a, multi-ethnic multi-racial place where people are loving jesus and truly loving each other is like it's the coolest and most amazing thing yeah and I, you talked about your social media it's all that stuff for the listeners out there it's y'all know it's linked in the description of the show but at god behind bars just all together um i check like i said i check out the page i saw that 
I don't know, y'all were doing something with like Kirk Franklin and Maverick City or something recently. Can you talk a little bit about this aspect of like, I know some of it is virtual. I was trying to piece it together, like where the the worship part of like the artists or different folks that come in. Can you tell yeah. us about those experiences and, and even how that came about? Yeah. So being the director of innovation, I just figure out ways to make, I want to create powerful events inside of prisons. Um, something that we're working on currently is I want to create a daddy daughter dance for inmates where they're, they can be reconnected with their daughter, um, and get to spend time with them and farther than just, you know, um, just a, an hour conversation when they get to, to visit. Um, but yeah, so Maverick City reached out and we just had some conversations and they wanted to record their next album inside of prisons, which um, has honestly really not been done for a very, very long time. So um, our team worked hard and we made it happen. And um, the other cool thing that happened there is so Kirk Franklin was involved. So they uh, recorded their first album inside of prisons. And the other thing that we did was we had the largest event ever inside of a Florida prison. We were at a prison in Miami. Um, it was had 1,400 inmates there, and 1,300 inmates came to worship on the grounds. It was the large. It was wow. The war, the warden was shocked. He couldn't believe that it was even possible. He said he came up to me and he said, "The only time I've ever seen something like this is when there's a riot." And man, this is a prison and this is worship. See, you and, uh, <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You just got me. No, no, go, no. Ahead. go ahead. Yeah. And, uh, so we did that, but I'm going to throw this out there. So 1400 inmates, 1300 came and all, and a hundred were at a work camp. So every single inmate in the entire prison facility heard the name of Jesus and came to a worship event. And that has never happened in my entire life, nor have I ever heard of that happening. That wow. happened. <laughs> the, any listen, Isaac, I, and and I know I'm sure it, it just like I said about you being a five six guy on third base, like just the possibilities <laughs> when we have God and like yeah, have those out of the box innovative mindsets, and I'm sure yeah. there's so many people on you guys team that is involved, and I've like again the visuals. I, I advise anybody check out. God behind bars on Instagram or go to godbehindbars.com. Like I was getting when I when I see like I said I've been following y'all so I see the stories and the different inmates that talk and I'm like at my when I first saw it I'm like how are they doing this? Like is this re-? I honestly at first when I saw it I was like trying to make sure it was real because that's right. like <laughs> like it cuz that's how unique it is, right? You're just not used to yeah. seeing it that raw. Um so kudos to y'all as it relates to that. So I do want to talk about a couple of things as far as like statistics, right? So I know I've, I've seen, um, you guys founder and CEO, Jake, is it Jake Bodine? Is that how you say it? Yeah. Jake, Jake Bodine. Bodine. Um, I've seen him talk about some things, um, just on your website and stuff. And one of the things that's intriguing to me and has been for years is like this idea of what is it? 92% of inmates will be released. But, yeah. because you know, recidivism, 75% of them will end, end up back there. And one of the things yeah. I think y'all had listed on y'all website or either Jake might have mentioned is, you know, you guys address this by a three-step process of what is it, spiritual, uh, physical, spiritual, and relational. Can you just yeah. touch a little bit, like, you don't have to go in depth about the processes, 
But just a little bit about what each of those mean and the importance um, of like giving these inmates that get released something to hold on to so they don't end up coming back like 75% of them do. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a very staggering statistic. It's very frustrating at times. Honestly, it's a frustrating statistic. Um, And honestly, our, our mission and that we just talk about a lot is to introduce inmates to Jesus and connect them to the local church. And how we do that is kind of the first thing that we ever started was basically coming alongside a local church that wants to partner with us. And then we plant a satellite campus inside of prisons where their volunteers come in act acting as a church. So it looks, it's a living, breathing church. Um, and the inmates get introduced to these volunteers. They get prayed for on a weekly basis. It's a weekly event. Um, they, we set up a IMAX theater. So we actually work with the DOC and we, we create an IMAX theater experience. Uh, we go into gyms. A lot of inmates won't, uh, we're very strategic. A lot of inmates won't go to a chapel because of what a chapel means. Maybe they don't believe in God. Maybe they're frustrated at the, at God. But when we set up in a gym, so the gym usually has more inmates, uh, more space for inmates to come. Hmm. Um, so we set up in a gym because they, they're more willing to come and we create a whole IMAX experience and um, honestly, our services, we have 54 campuses now across the U.S., and we have an average of 90 to sometimes 300 inmates showing up, which is wow. massive, massive amount. It's like packed out. And um, and then what we try to do from there is we – our goal is when these guys get out, the problem, in my opinion, and I think this is what our organizations are – there's a lot of problems. I'm not going to say yeah, the No, problem. I get it. Right, right. Um, is the community like they get guys get released and they get sent out with honestly with nothing and they get dropped off back in the same community that they were arrested in and they're back with the same people the same environment and it's crushing them they can't they've been taken out of it and maybe they're thriving and then they get put back in it and they've never they've never been able to adjust so our big thing is basically the people who are outside the prison walls when they get out is the church and the church invites them into their community, into their church. They get them plugged in. They get to help them. We have fresh start, um, fresh start, uh, kits to kind of help them get back into the community. Some of them, I think some of them even have like a cell phone and they have different, um, gift cards to kind of get them back on their feet. Cause a lot of inmates get out with $0. They have nothing. Yeah. And they've got to go and try and figure it out or it, no one's giving them a job. So it's very hard for them to get back into the world. But if we can connect them to the local church, there are, you know, business people at the church who can connect them to their, to a job. Like there's a lot that they, that can, a church can do for them. Um, so our biggest thing is connecting them to the local church, getting them back on their feet. What's cool too is families, families are going, we pick a, a church that's close to, you know, where their families are and their families start connecting with the church and getting them plugged in. Cause also a family aspect is so important for these men and women. Um, because what, you know, sometimes their families are the biggest advocates to get back into it. Or sometimes they're in there in, you know, they're into all this, the crime yeah. and the drugs and everything. So, um, during, and also in prison, we do celebrate recovery. We do small groups. 
Um, and then now we have the Pando app, which is the first um, first Christian app ever inside of prison that streams 24-7 content, Christian content inside of prisons. We have The Chosen. We have um, every, honestly, fi- about 50 churches that are streamed that put content in there 24 seven. We're wow. reaching 350,000 inmates um, and 60,000 inmates have accepted Christ as of Monday um, wow. on the app. So <laughs> wow, that's, I love that. Um, so when you think about like, okay, you're the director of innovation, you got this app that's streaming um, into a prison, you know, what are like, where do you go? Like, I, I'm just curious now, like, I, I know I'm, I might be a little all over the place because we're talking about the organization itself and I'm back to maybe tapping in a little bit into, to Isaac. And, and the reason I'm saying this is because, um, there's so much it, for me, like the show is like, when I do these interviews, it's so much an opportunity for me to learn about leaders, um, and innovative thinkers. And so for yourself, yeah. how are you <laughs> thinking through where you go next? Like, what can you tell us about, hey, this is where you all are now, and this is pretty out-of-the-box and innovative. How far does your mind go into the future, or do you just stay in the presence, or how do you balance that out? Yeah, someone once told me that pace of the leader is pace of the team, Um, and I really focus on my pace um, because if I go too far out, you know, I lose people along the way. I have a team. I have three people. We're honestly a really lean and mean team. We don't, we have 12 people at God behind bars. Uh, nice. so it's not this massive, you know, huge thing. It's, it's, it's a small, I have three people on my team that help me do what I do. And I, I think the biggest thing that I take as a leader, one, I, I'm one of those guys. I have all the ideas all the time, but what is, just the best next step. Um, and honestly, a lot of that is waiting on the Lord, asking him for what, what you want me to do. Um, and then, but also like my team have great ideas, honestly, sometimes better ideas. And I think the biggest thing that I've learned along the way is find people that obviously are, that complement your weaknesses who there's, they have strengths, but also who are just better than you. And honestly, I have a team that's better than me. And my job that I take very seriously is letting them go. I want, I want my team to be entrepreneurs. Like my, I, I'm an entrepreneur at heart and I want to instill in my team, you guys go, go take new territory, go trail new, new grounds. Like they're all innovators too. Like I want you to go do the impossible. And my job is to steer them is to say, Hey, you know, we're a little off course here. This is, this is the direction we need to stay on, you know, keeping people, leading people to Jesus and helping them follow him. You know, like we want to stay on that route. Right. Um, or, or if they're slacking, like it's for me to push, Hey, we need to push here. You, I, I see you slacking. What, what, what can we talk about? How can I, how can I help you? Is there something that's confusing? And I feel like my, my, a lot of my job is direction but also destination. So I'm saying, Hey, we we're going here and I can talk about the destination is kind of more of your question, but, um, no, good. and I think the biggest, how I pick the destination is how do I, how do I, what is the potential reach for the potential cost and, um, and how, and, or <laughs> it's a hard, that's such a hard question, honestly, because, <laughs> 
there's so many aspects to it because there is cost to it, but there's also faith involved. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so how honestly, do you balance I think that? Like, cause I, I like that, like that, right. The, the layers of that question, right. Like you said, is like, yeah. there's cost involved. There's faith involved. It makes me think like, cause what I'm trying to figure out, like, even with you and the type of leader you are, is like you said earlier, you're the type of person that likes to jump and just go. And you now there are so many entrepreneurs and people who are either leaders or aspiring leaders to listen to this show. That's where the heart of the question is, is because these are the type of things that people want to know. It's like, man, we see this amazing brand. We can go to the Instagram and see the work that guys behind bars is doing. And then we can go and, you know, we hear your stories right and hear the impact. And then there's like mm-hmm. you leading this with a team of three people. And it's like, man, how does Isaac balance Right. The cost with the faith. Yeah. Like, how do you balance all of those things? Yeah, uh, man, I think. Yeah, I think the best way I can describe it is make. I think all of us have to know the mission. I think and I used to not think like I used to be kind of bored when people are like, you know, (laughs) let's, you know, make a really cool mission statement, very big slogan or whatever. And like I won, I would you've got to have a mission. You've got to know what you're doing. You got to know where you're going. And I, I am very clear with what I want to do because, and and the mission is to, I want to share, I want to reach as many inmates for Christ before I die. And I want to uh, connect them with the local church, but I also want to tell their story. And if those things don't align, if there's like some event that we want to do that I get asked, by everybody to do events like, Hey, let's do this. Or, Hey, let's do that. And I say no to a lot of them because it's not really what we're about. Like, I don't want to, like I got asked by a pretty big business person saying, Hey, I would like to, I'd like to go into prison and speak about business classes. That's a really, it was a very like, (laughs) you know, I was like, dang, let's get it. Like, let's (laughs) do it. My first reaction was let's do it. And then I was like, let me pause. And I'm like, okay, it's going to cost 10 grand, you know, to make this thing happen. Um, that we honestly like doesn't, but it doesn't really fit with what we're doing. And I had to say no to that because I just, it wasn't, it wasn't our mission and it wasn't like where we're at. Um, and yeah, so I think it's being clear on your clear on what your mission is because also too, like a lot of our events, I don't do like we have a lot of events going on, but the, especially the ones that we film and the, when we invest a lot in, like I have to choose those and it has to have the best outcome. Like, um, we're actually going to, this is, I guess a sneak peek, but this is one that was kind of not outside our scope, but it's on the line. Um, there's an Instagram called ball is life. It's a basketball yeah, team. I'll follow that. And we're, yeah, yeah we're going to bring, we're working on bringing them and their team to go play prison, to play the prison team inside of, uh, inside of prison. We're going to share the gospel after, um, and do some stuff with that and maybe some worship too. So, That's uh, cool. that one's like, that one's unique. And now I, I like that. I want to be unique, but I also want to make sure that it stays on, stays on a, mission. That's funny. There is a, um, I can't think of, I wish I could think of the name of it. And I know y'all don't have a campus here in Michigan, but this is just something to think about. 
there is a prison ministry here. I'm trying to get them on the show. That's why I know this. Um, <laughs> and that's what they do. Their prison ministry is about going cool. to play basketball in prison. So I got to think of the name of it. Um, but it was, it's pretty cool. And, um, I've reached out to them to try to get them on the show. So I just love like, you know, my degree is in marketing. My background is in marketing and sales. Yeah. So I love hearing how people innovate and also like, you know, getting granular with like how, but I want to, yeah. I want to make sure people didn't miss. And I, look, Isaac, you just said some stuff. I don't even know if you realize how powerful it was. So I, I want to just kind of <laughs> add some color here a little bit because yeah. you said some amazing things. You talked about first thing you said earlier was like, Hey, you're this person that just goes, you like to jump. Right. But then as a director, you also said someone gave you that title, but as director of innovation, when I asked you the question, what was crazy to me is like, you weren't even thinking about your title, but you were talking about your, your job is to direct people right. And, mm. and to the destination. And what I like about everything that you said is that there's a lot of balance between having faith, the faith to jump, but being very yeah. clear on your mission. So even yeah. I think people think of faith sometimes as being absolutely blind to the direction that you're going in. And that's yeah, not the that's case. Good. Like you're like, I have faith. I'm willing to jump, but I'm, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't know exactly where I'm a land, but I know I'm landing in a direction that I'm pointed to because I'm very yeah. clear about the mission and I'm Come willing on. not to do things. So Isaac, like that, that was why, like, I, I can't tell you how excited I get being able to be blessed to talk to people like you because there's so much like sometimes you're probably just working and you're you right so it's like you i don't know like this is kind of (laughs) i'm weird i think like this like i'm just me like so some of this stuff is not really a big deal it's like i'm just doing it i'm grateful and all of that but you don't realize (laughs) like how much someone else might be struggling just for that clarity of like yeah hey you got to be clear about your mission and then yeah that frees you up to have faith. Right. Like some of us are just yeah. jumping in every direction and like calling right. it faith. And it's like, no, that's not faith. So thank you so much for, yeah. for sharing that, that aspect. Um, yeah. And I love the, the ball is life um, thing yeah. as well. Well, even just to add a couple things, one, that's you just dissected it. So good. I think that's so, so good. Um, but also I think I, I really do want to honor our CEO, like yeah. Jake, who, he has, he honestly has more, he's, he's the guy who's jumping. Like he honestly, mm-hmm. that, sometimes I feel like I'm like trying to catch up to him because he just thinks, I mean, the fact that he did this, man, I, I really do want to honor him. And I think honor is so important in general because he has really pushed the bounds of what's possible. He's 35 years old and, wow. um, and doing all of this and has, create has figured out a way to make this possible and he he really inspires me to be um to to think innovative but he also gives me the freedom to think innovative too and to go for things and i think that's so important and i know not everyone has this that kind of ceo but i think if you are a ceo listening or if you're in a place of um a place like that i think just caring and loving your team really well is a really important thing um because you can't, you really can't do it. If you're a totalitarian leader, I've never been a fan of that. Me either. <laughs> um, it's, Me either. And I think, but I also think hiring the right people is important. Like if you don't hire the right people, you you got to get the right people on the bus in the right seat. 
Um, I love the book, Good to Great. It's my favorite book. <laughs> and he talks about putting the right people on the bus. You can have the right people on the bus in the wrong seat. So find the right seat for them too. Um, and then the other thing, this is kind of marketing wise. I was just thinking about this. I don't know if I can throw this in there, but yeah, for sure. um, yeah, for funny, sure. funny thing. And this I think is, has to do with some messaging stuff as far as if, if someone is, you know, in the business world, but one thing that changed for our Instagram, we when I took it on, we were at 13,000 followers and getting like 100 likes or whatever. And I was kind of just posting about, I kept saying like, God behind bars, look what we're doing. God behind bars, look what we're doing. And I just, I started to change my messaging to like, how do I stop talking about what we're doing and just talk, start talking about what God's doing with people? And I know that doesn't have, not everyone's in the Christian world, but I think it changed my life to start talking, basically being the second character. And I think uh, Story Brands talks about this, hmm. being the guide, being yeah, the guide. I'm the, I'm the guide, and yeah. these are the heroes. And that's what our social media is about. And we went from 13,000 to 50,000. And then when Reels came out and TikTok started getting big, I really tried to figure out the algorithm and I tried my best and uh, we went from 50,000 to now 257,000. Um, and it was, it was over about two years that happened. So no, I just I think, yeah. <laughs> no, I love that. Like you talked about Don Miller story brand, like that book is, I mean, I've, I've talked about that on the show um, and being a guy, right? Like, you know, inspire guys, people balancing faith and business to guide you to your yeah. purpose. I think the power of being a guy is so important. And like you said, like kind of being able to take yourself self out of it. And it is, it's impactful yeah. for our show. Cause this is a Christian show and it's about faith and business. And so many folks um, that we've had on the show and that are listening. I, I know, you know, not a lot. I don't know all of my listeners, but I know, I know a lot of the faithful listeners, you know, just through Instagram and Facebook yeah. and stuff. And so a lot of folks are at various levels in business. And that's one of the things that's challenging for people to figure out is messaging. So I do know that that yeah. is um, really impactful. And, and even along those lines, right? How did you start making the message and the visual align? What was your thought process around that? Cause I think y'all do a great job visually. Like when I go to God behind bars, I don't just hear it or read it. I see it in the content that yeah. you produce. Yeah. I mean, telling a great story is so important and I I'm not very good at probably telling stories actually like <laughs> in ver verbally i'm actually yeah. not very good at it uh -huh. but i love writing a caption that is honestly like people can feel the passion they can feel it and i want to um i think to just having all of these connect is one investing i feel like i've invested a lot of time trying to understand what people like to see um, but also because staying true to who I am, like I, there's nothing worse. Somebody once told me a big YouTuber, um, that I was talking to, they had a video go viral that they didn't want to go viral. And they've had to do the one they've had to do like pranking and they're like, we don't even like doing this, but it went viral and people expect to see that. So one, make sure you don't do that. Um, Man. and stay on, stay on like what you're good at, not what you think, but you have to like build on it like it's not an overnight success it's not a big like 
you're, most people are not an overnight success, but like, I think, I think it's a balance of, I go back and forth on this because I believe it organic is, is making that raw, real feeling. I want the real person. Like I want, I don't want fake. I think people in our society don't want fake. Like they want, I think even after COVID people are like, I've seen all the content. I've seen all the polished stuff. I've seen it all. I want something real and authentic. And I think showing that is the most important thing. Even showing who you are as a raw and authentic person is a really important thing. And I think that's what I really try to connect with is to show like, this is actually truly who they are. Like, honestly, I ask them a lot of questions, a lot of inmates questions Mm -hmm. to get them warmed up. So it's not fake. And then yeah. I like go, I go for the punch later. I'm like, so tell me like when you like, tell me, I, I literally ask sometimes like, you know, what did you do? Yeah. And, and they tell me, and sometimes I can't share it all. Like, and I can't right. do it, but they tell me, man, they, sh- they shot somebody in the head. Like th- we get to that part wow. and they start, but it's like getting down to the, to the, to who they act, like to the rawness takes, it takes time and I, and I've really tried to know the right questions, but also like, I want, I think it's rawness and authenticity and storytelling all mixed together to something powerful. No, I love it. That's amazing. Um, I want to ask you one last thing before I get you out of here. You know, you, you talk about being able to hear all those stories and things is in, in those experiences in the prison. Is there any one experience conversation inmate, you know, event, whatever it might be that you've experienced in your three years at God behind bars that changed you in your personal Mm. life. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I think one of the, uh, I did an event, um, with vertical worship about, it must've been two years, about a year and a half ago. This is when I really started trying to do events a lot more inside of prisons and they did a worship thing and we were in a maximum security prison and um, they started seeing Waymaker, and I, I really don't like when I go into prison, I like anxiety, like anxiety is a little high. Like there's a lot of adrenaline running just because yeah. there's a lot of things to figure out. I'm not scared. Sometimes I'm in a, I've been in uncomfortable positions, but not really that many times. Um, but I, but it's a lot, there's a lot, there's guards, there's guns, there's, yeah, you know, there's yeah. just a lot happening. It's intense. And yeah, so I usually like, I'm on high alert the entire time and then I get done and I cool off and then I kind of recap what's happening. But during this worship event and you can see this, actually you can see the full song on our YouTube on Gone Behind Bars. It's called Waymaker. I'm going to check it out. And all these guys they started singing and the guy starts, I could cry right now, but he's like, you are here. And then that was it. That's all I said. And the entire, every man sang over them. He sang over him and like chills came down my body. And when they started singing Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, um, I just started weeping and I saw guys dropping on their knees, weeping and guys just, just bawling, inmates bawling, singing this song. And 
I think that was the moment. I think that's one of the like biggest moments because it it was the first time it hit me that this song is different in prison. These guys are singing that God is wow. a promise keeper when they're never getting out. And that God is a way maker when they're never getting out. And Oof. that that really changed my life because I was like, I need to do this more and I gotta go harder. Honestly, I was like, I, I don't wanna stop doing this until I until every inmate that I know how I can reach can be reached. <laughs> wow. That's powerful, man. Now look, Isaac, this was this was really powerful stuff. Um, you are full of, um, your experiences, um, give you a lot of wisdom and I could tell, um, it just kind of comes out. Um, you probably don't even always realize it. So I appreciate you sharing everything that you shared today. Um, look, godbehindbars.com at godbehindbars. It's all going to be in the description, um, and links in, in for today's show. Definitely shout out to the founder, um, Jake, yes. because to your point and honor him earlier, um, and I could tell just from watching like the videos and stuff, right. In, in order to birth something like this and to even have a, an innovative leader, like, and you talked about it, but like leaders, you know, there's this book by Liz Wiseman multipliers. Mm -hmm. And she talks about like in leadership, you're either a multiplier or a diminisher and yeah. people like Jake who have folks like you on his team they're definitely multipliers and you talk like a multiplier for your team. And so that like for anybody out there listening, that's the importance of great leadership, both being a good leader, yeah. also following good leadership. I like you do not like, you know, folks who are just like, you know, authoritarians. And yeah, you know, like I just, I, it's not my <laughs> style. I, I, I think they diminish people's, um, ability. So leaders out there, yeah. you know, your, your job is to find and you don't, genius. you don't live a legacy. You exactly. don't live a legacy when that happens. Yep. And you don't have to, you don't have to do that because God gave us all so many gifts and talents. So, um, Isaac, this was amazing. Um, appreciate you. Um, and look, man, we, when, when we go video, maybe I'll reach out to you again, definitely stay in touch. If you ever need anything from me, don't hesitate to reach out. You got my information. And I um, yeah. look forward to staying in touch and seeing what God behind bars does moving forward. Amen. Thank you so much for having me on. This is awesome. I can see beyond the tears you cry and the pain you feel. I saw every hill you had to climb just to make it here. When you say you ain't afraid to die, is it safe to fear? Is it safe to say you lie? You can be real with me when you blame the haters. take the opportunity for granted like i was thinking like this show is so crazy um just the opportunities it present and being able to connect with people all across the world who are doing amazing things as believers and you know a huge part of my goal and why i 
bring people on today, like in Isaac and, you know, so many of the guests we've had through the last couple of years is so that you could see like what's possible. You know what I mean? Like, like that we're just regular people. And, and, and I'm saying this because it is, it's very easy. Like our fleshly desire is to idolize celebrities. So what we do is we like handpick these, you know, um, few people, when you really think about celebrities, it's only a few of them, like in the grand scheme of things, like it's not a lot of them. They really are a minority of people in number, but like we, we idolize them and we make it seem as if life is all about them. You know what I mean? Like how many, your, your entertainment cycle, your, your timeline, like, I mean, man, Yahoo, I can't even check my email. I'm not lying to you. One of the most toxic places on earth is like the news from your phone or your email service before you can even log in. Um, all of the things, all of the negativity and just it, maybe it's not negative. It's just pointless. Like, oh, somebody wore a bathing suit today where they're like, man, I'm telling you, like the enemy be everywhere. You you can't click that stuff, bro. You got you to fight it. I know like some of us, you know, we we want to gravitate to those things, but it's so pointless. And I see the impact that it has on people in real life. And so again, I, I'm not here judging what you, what content you listen to or watch or read, but I, I'm telling you, man, um, you got to guard yourself in, in the same way that I've seen seeds be planted. Like, um, you know, all of these celebrities, I don't want to use names for real and call nobody out, but like a lot of these celebrities, like the superficial nature that they take on. And then I watch people try to be that and, and emulate that. And that's what we do as human beings. You got to recognize that that's just who we are. So, for me, because I recognize that the goal is to try to put people in front of myself who are worth emulating or who have characteristics and things about them that are worth emulating because we really should be focused on Christ overall. We shouldn't be idolizing people. So that's not the goal to make you idolize people. But my point is, you know, hopefully what you get from these interviews and as we continue to grow this show is that, look, anything is possible. I said it. Um, during the interview, anything is possible, man. And I, I meet so many amazing people that, you know, we would never even knew exist and they doing great things. And, and then I watch people who think that they got to try to be a celebrity to have, you know, some type of purpose in life. And this show is about showing you another way, the biblical model that God used regular people. And he didn't have to make them famous for them to have purpose. I think that's, one of the things that people just fail to see is like, you don't have to become the most famous person in the world to be successful and to have purpose. You could do it like you. Now think about me as I believe that I, I wouldn't say it on this show all the time. If I didn't believe it, you literally have the power, the gifts, the ability, the skill set to become something that you've never seen before. And it doesn't mean fame or attention, or you got to walk the red carpet. There are so many ways to become successful, man. And so that's, you know, what we do here at inspire guys. People is try to expand our horizons mentally, physically, spiritually, um, our environment, our network. And hopefully you get that. Hopefully you can feel that from this show. Hit me up, man. Email me Jermaine Wilson music at gmail.com. Let me know what you think of the show. And look, man, subscribe to my YouTube channel. I should at least have 136 subscribers by next week. Y'all won't subscribe either because I got 
I ain't even, it don't even matter. You know what? Just subscribe. <laughs> I love y'all, man. Thanks for listening to the Marvel credits too. You a real one for that.